Before we get started, I want to tell you about my friends over at Tusk Logistics. That's T-U-S-K logistics.com. Tusk is a national network of the very best regional small parcel carriers. Again, they are national. They are an excellent alternative to UPS and FedEx, who are going to raise their rates this year. Save 40% with Tusk Logistics. That's a real number. Save 40%. Check them out over at tusklogistics.com. Hit the Get Started button. I'll also put a link in the show notes. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. On the Logistics of Logistics, I talk to experts in logistics and transportation, warehousing, fulfillment, supply chain, and of course, technology. And during these interviews, I'm always the one asking the dumb questions. I ask the dumb questions so you don't have to. Today's topic is the key to effective last mile delivery with my friend Jim Waters. Jim is the Vice President of Marketing at Freight, a last mile on-demand delivery and logistics technology company. Freight, and that's spelled F-R-A-Y-T, is one of the leaders in the last mile delivery space. And Jim Waters is a very interesting guest. So please check out our conversation. So how's it going, Jim Waters? It's going great. Thanks for having me, Joe. I'm always excited to talk to you. I've had you on my podcast before. Jim, please introduce yourself and your company and where you're calling from today. Sure. Jim Waters. I'm the VP of Marketing for Freight, Cincinnati-based technology company in last mile delivery. And I am currently in Boston, grew up on Cape Cod, but currently residing in Boston. But I do get to Cincinnati. That's where our race is. So yeah, always a good time. So that is freight spelled F-R-A-Y-T. It sounds just like the regular freight, but it's freight, which I love, (laughs) but you need to spell it. (laughs) Not a coincidence. We do love the brand and we do love that it, it does reflect what we do, which is moving freight. Who do you serve? Who's your customers? We have, we have a long line of customers and partners from retail, people like Walmart, Go Local, We have contracts with Sherwin-Williams nationally. We also have a national chain, the Tile tile Shop. So we do service bigger retail. We also have 3PL and freight forwarder and customs broker business. So we're working with Estes Forwarding Worldwide. We also work with folks like Tusk Logistics. So we're not only handling last mile, but we're also handling middle mile and line hauls as well. Not so long ago, people didn't say middle mile and they didn't say first mile. I think when we started saying last mile, I don't know, in the last few years, as last mile became more important, as soon as we started saying last mile, then the middle mile guy started saying middle mile and the first mile guy started saying first mile. But I think it's it speaks to the sophistication of our space because I can't just call any freight broker today and say, yeah, I'm going to need a whole bunch of this stuff delivered to home. So with a 53-foot tr- tractor trailer, <laughs> we didn't have this space not so long ago. Or if we did, it was very unorganized and there wasn't big players like freight in that space. Yeah, we've been in business just over six years. We have almost 20,000 owner-operator drivers with vehicles that range from small sedans all the way up to 40-foot box trucks. And diversification has really been the key over the past, I want to say two to three years, because if you have only box trucks or full trucks 
and you have maybe four or five, six pallets that need to go out, you're not going to want to pay that driver to take that bigger truck that drinks more gas, more diesel. You're going to want to scale it down to maybe a sprinter van or a van, or even a pickup truck or a sedan might do the job. So where you'd normally be, it it would cost hundreds of dollars. We can get it down below a hundred. Plus we can pick it up usually within 59 minutes. We call that a Dash Express. So we can have these things out and to your customer or your customer's customer within a couple hours. Yep. And when we say last mile, I think most people think, okay, that's last mile. That's going from a store to a home or from a warehouse to a home. But increasingly, this is also going to job sites, to businesses. So last mile is not just for B to C. It is B to B. It is definitely B to B and B to C. So if you think about, say, a Sherwin Williams, and they're looking to deliver fifty gallons of paint out to a job site, that's B to C for them, right? Or it's B to B for them. So it, it really depends. It's no longer Uber Eats, or it's no longer going right to say my house or your house. Sometimes it is going to my house, but it's going to a contractor that's actually painting my house. And by the way, if you were be, if you were to be so lucky as to find someone who would say, yes, I will agree to paint your house someday, Jim, <laughs> then once they're there, it's their time is valuable. The contractors are very valuable. So if you get them at your house, you don't necessarily need them jumping in the car to go get an extra gallon of paint. If somebody else can deliver it, and that's that's probably going to save you money in the long run. Yeah, for sure. There's probably multiple instances where I have had work done on my house and all of a sudden there's no one here for three hours and a bunch of folks are sitting out on the front lawn having drinks and lunch, which is great, but you wonder what happened and you take a walk out and they say, we had to send Pete back to the shop because he had to pick up X, Y, or Z and we can't go any further until he gets back. He's making a few stops along the way. I was a runner at one time and I knew. Oh, we I, know what I, used to, I know what I did. If you <laughs> so, could get out on the road and away from the job site, that was a score for you. <laughs> oh my God. Driving around in the air conditioned car, listening to my music. Are you kidding me? It was, so anyway, Jim, let's switch gears. Tell us a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Give us some career highlights before you join the juggernaut that is freight. Yeah, I graduated Northeastern University right here in Boston with a uh, master's degree in in business. And I entered the realm of logistics, starting with Tive, which is real-time tracking and IoT devices. Before that, I was sales and marketing for probably 20 years, always in software, always in technology. Tive's is a tech company, so is freight. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, we're all tech, but I've really gotten a love for logistics and not just around the logistics that have popped up over the past four or five years because of the pandemic, but there's a real interest for me in the operational part of getting things on time in full. And it's what I really enjoy doing, but I do love great technology. I've worked for Coveo, which is now a public company in Canada. I was employee number 18 there. They're now public. I've also worked with StreamServe. I've worked with Microsoft. I've also worked with a number of enterprise search companies as well. 
Yeah. And it's interesting, warehousing, fulfillment, trucking, last mile, this was all the lowest tech part of our industry, or part of the business world until about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And now we've had an explosion of uh, technology. And again, it makes sense. If you were going to ever have to network a location, you're, within your four walls is a lot easier than networking the great outdoors that we live in the uh, logistics world. So it makes sense that it was a little late arriving, but we've taken to it pretty well here in the logistics space. Everything's tech now. So let's switch gears and talk about the topic today, which is the key to effective last mile delivery. What is that key? The key is the drivers. Now, it it can be the drivers need to be vetted or, but mainly it's, it's more the familiarity, right? So if you can have the same driver pick up your shipments every day or every week, you feel better that Jim or Joe is always going to show up. They're not going to be late. They know your customer and the customers know them and they feel good that whatever they're getting is going to arrive on time in full. And there's not going to be a lot of excess worry that you really don't need when you're either shipping or waiting to receive a shipment. I want to take a quick time out to tell you, you can now listen to the logistics of logistics on Wreaths Across America radio. I'll put a link in the show notes. Wreaths Across America provides informational, inspiring content about members of the U.S. Armed Forces, their families and military veterans. Their mission is to remember, honor, and teach. Wreaths Across America succeeds because of the generous support of the trucking community. Take a listen and please consider volunteering. Anyway, getting back to it. So when the when I think the gig economy had a moment during the pandemic, when all of a sudden all these people just rushed in and they were that people who would get to do those last mile deliveries. But the problem with the gig economy is it can be a little transient, can be a little sketchy. <laughs> and if I'm trusting... If I'm a retailer and I'm trusting a driver to go deliver to my customer, they had better be really good because they're representing me. Absolutely. And to that point, freight prides itself not only on vetting the drivers and vetting the vehicles. So it's not just the driver, it's a driver and his or her vehicle. So when your truck is pulling up to a customer and it's on three wheels and one's a donut, that doesn't instill a lot of confidence, but we do vet drivers. We do vet the vehicles that they drive. And it's not just a background check or a license check. It's all sorts of different facets. What kind of insurance? What kind of vehicle do you have? Does it have the right kind of insurance? Do you have a TWIC card? Are you a... C what is TWIC? That, it's a special certification for delivering certain items that other drivers cannot touch. It's like a hazmat. You can't deliver certain things unless you have hazmat material. Is TWIC for driving into ports? Yes, correct. Okay. So yeah, if you so if you're working with Estes, yeah, so a lot of times they'll be asking you to drive through a port which has additional security and that's why you have to get that card. I like it. Uh, yeah, and again, the this is when we have that gig economy step up again glad they did during COVID. The challenge is, is it reliable? And is it, do they act like an operator? They, they, do they have the professionalism of a logistics company? Do they have technology? And I think a lot of the 
solutions that we used initially, they didn't necessarily have the vetting. They didn't necessarily have technology. They didn't act with the professionalism of a logistics company. And also, most logistics companies don't have to have a lot of customer service because they aren't delivering to there's customer service, but it's different because you're delivering to a professional shipper. Now, in many cases, you guys are delivering to a job site or to a home. It's It requires uh, a, a customer service. If you don't get it, if somebody's scowling at you and has got a face tattoo, that is not going to leave the right brand impression. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it's important that we have, of those almost 20,000 drivers, we keep in touch with just about all of our drivers on whenever they're on a on a job. So we have direct contact with our drivers either through GPS tracking or we can text them. Obviously not when they're driving, they'd have to stop for that. But th- that's a big thing to be able to say to a driver, Joe's running late. He usually is on for 10 a.m. But today, if you could arrive at 1015 or at least wait around, that would be great. Or we can let the customer know that Joe's running late today. So we also back up our drivers with a huge ops team. So that ops team is watching literally on a control tower type of screen. We're watching when they're picking it up. Are they near? Are they not? What's going on? If they're supposed to pick up at 11 and they're 40 miles away or 30 miles away, we'll call the driver. We'll text the driver and say, is everything going okay? You're going to make it on time. So it's all about that quality control. And the drivers that we work with that uh, two-way communication, they like that collaboration and they like the real-time visibility um, because they know they're they're on their way to being a preferred driver. And that's a big step with freight. Yeah. Now you said preferred driver programs. Talked, we talked about that for a minute before we hit record. What is the preferred driver program and why should both the shipper and the uh, driver care? Yeah, so we're big proponents for our drivers, and we want them to be able to build a career, build a business the way they want to do it. So if your dream as a driver is to have three, four, or five vehicles and have two or three people working for you, freight is a great technology to enable that. One of the things that we offer to our five-star drivers is the ability to become a preferred driver. And what that means basically is you give your business card to Joe, and when Joe logs onto the uh, platform or uses our API, he can put in my email address or my. you can scan my QR code. And then when you put in a load and Joe wants it picked up and he wants Jim, the driver, he's going to get Jim, the driver, if Jim is in the area. And Jim, as the driver, loves to show up at Joe's place. Joe always has a coffee for him. The driver might help him out a little bit more than maybe a normal driver would. And you're going to make anywhere between 15 and 30% premium. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, so freight is actually giving the drivers more of a cut, but not charging the shipper more. So you're going to be one of our preferred drivers. We're going to treat you better. We're going to give you direct access to those customers that will become your customers and you're going to make more money faster. By being that great driver, they're obviously helping freight because freight's reputation is tied to the drivers, but they're also reducing your cost in some regard in that they're making your life easier. So if you said all we have is people who we know are, every one of our drivers is in the preferred 
uh, driver program, you're like, whew, life is a lot easier. And I've said it many times on my podcast, said it poorly because I can't say these words together. Account familiarity matters in every business, but it especially matters in transportation logistics. If I'm working with Jim Waters and he picks my stuff up every other day, and I get to know him and I know he golfs on Wednesdays and I can text him because I know him and I trust him. Life is a lot easier. And by the way, we have not so much in the final mile or the last mile, but in our, our world right now, we have a lot of fraud. We have double brokering. And I, <laughs> this is a little bit of victim blaming, but if you're one of those shippers who's always looking for a cheaper option and you refuse to develop relationships with good providers, you've asked for it. And it also doesn't hurt to pick up the phone and make a phone call and say, Jim, did you get that email? Oh, you didn't? Maybe this is the beginning of a fraud, right? I feel like we all need that account familiarity. I've also said this, and I'm not making, this isn't regarding freight. I don't know how you manage this, but I used to say to people when I was selling logistics services, I've said, if I'm doing hundreds of shipments for you every week and then something goes wrong and it's my fault, I might comp that shipment. Why? Because I want to keep the other hundred shipments. Now, if I have to be the lowest cost every single time and then something goes wrong and you say, hey, Joe, you need to pay me for that. I did one shipment with you last week. I'm not paying you anything. That's the problem. Yeah, we, we had those off, uh, luckily, probably 80% of the time. So if there is a an exception, we will get on top of it before it becomes an issue. And we do that again with the drivers and the ops team. But if, if something does go wrong, we do make it right for the customer and the driver doesn't have to worry about those types of things. So what they have to worry about is getting there on time, picking up the load with the right vehicle, making sure they're friendly, courteous, and professional, and then getting that out to wherever the end result is or the end destination is on time and in full. But what we really like to do is make sure that the drivers have what they need as far as tools. Everything in our driver app, which is different than our shipper app, both those apps are on iOS and Apple, you can not only see where everything is in real time, but you can also communicate both ways. So it's not necessarily doesn't need to be a phone call. I can tell you that drivers probably don't like receiving phone calls, but if you're at the wrong gate and we get in touch with you and you say, I'm sitting here at the gates locked, I can't get in. And we call the customer and the customer says, I'm at gate 11 today. We can get right back to the driver, have them over there in two minutes where normally a driver might leave. But then, anyway, getting back to it, I love the idea of this. For the shipper, they can have a dedicated driver who understands their business, understands their unique requirements. Everybody has unique requirements. And <clears throat> we try and write them down in our systems. And I know you guys have great systems, but somehow things just get lost. They, it, there's, there's little things that are unsaid. And if you're working with somebody on a regular basis, they become your dedicated driver life is easy. That's that's how I feel about it. And that's what we need for this. You say, I I trust this guy like the back of my, uh, I, I know this guy like the back of my hand. I can trust him. I'm not worried. No, Nobody needs to additional worry in their day. No, logistics has enough worries as, and uh, where we can take the anxiety out of shipping from point A to point B or point A to point B to point C. 
we're doing that. We're doing that for some of the biggest and the best. So I know we talked about retailers. We talked about Sher- Sherwin-Williams. And again, I, from my perspective, you probably can get delivered by freight a lot cheaper than you can do sending a, an expensive contractor back to the hardware <laughs> store. But you also work with 3PLs. How does that work? Yeah. So one of our biggest sectors is 3PL and freight broker. And what we have found is for 3PLs, they sometimes want to diversify their fleet or what we call augmentating their fleet. So where they might have all box trucks and full-size trucks, we offer things like pickup trucks or sprinter vans or even smaller box trucks. So that fleet augmentation comes in handy. It's also, it's, it's green. So it hits sustainability KPIs. You're not sending a full-size truck out when a sedan will do. So the 3PLs are, are a big portion of our business. One of the things that they do a lot about using freight is we're an extension of their brand. So again, it's going back to those drivers that work with the same people at the distribution centers and at the, the drop-off points on a daily basis or a weekly basis. So again, it's the 3PLs that would normally wave away a smaller job. They can get on our network and book the driver or the preferred driver, and they can now handle that business where before they might let it go. Yeah. And we, as we went to this omni-channel, so if I was, let's just say I would talk about warehousing for just a moment warehousing and fulfillment. So for a long time, those guys would say, yep, we drop off. Somebody drops off a whole bunch of pallets at that warehouse, and then those are delivered to a retail location. Now, increasingly, they have to go to micro-fulfillment locations, which don't need nearly as much. We're not carrying as much inventory at those locations. So might only need three or four pallets, which could be moved in a van. And sometimes I'm talking, a lot of times I'm talking about small parcel, but we're also talking about home delivery. So those guys traditionally delivered to stores and that was it. And now the requirements have changed. And by the way, owning trucks is hard, right? Owning trucks and managing warehouses is hard. So the idea of saying, hey, just go ahead and expand and to get a whole bunch, get a nationwide network of of last mile delivery, you're like, ah, I can't do that. That is that probably career suicide. It's not easy. That Doing that can drive you out of business. So it makes so much more sense to partner up. Oh yeah. If you, if you look at the, just the fleet, right? Just the augmentation of the fleet and being able to slot in, even I, I say smaller vehicles, but it can be a pickup truck, whereas something's a little bit odd. It can't, fit in this truck or that truck needs to be an open back. We're one of the few providers that have a, a very big inventory of pickup trucks. Now that obviously doesn't work all the time, doesn't work in the rain and snow. Having sprinter vans and open back pickup trucks is a big advantage and people do love to use them. Yeah. By the way, when I was still doing less than truckload shipping, one of our one of our carrier reps told me that all of the terminal managers had to drive pickup trucks. Uh, they were company cars. And I said, why is that? He goes, so we can deliver a pallet. He said, you'd be surprised at how often something needs. And I, I used to also say we rescued things where somebody says, hey, that was supposed to deliver to Jim's location today, but it somehow didn't get on the truck. 
we would go rescue it off the dock. So you guys can do those rescues. And I'm an automotive guy originally. Sometimes a pallet is the difference between keeping a plant and an assembly line running and closing it down and potentially being murdered by <laughs> the automotive company. And think about, Joe, think about cruise ships, right? So we have a, a client in Florida where all they service the food for all the coming and going ships. And once in a while, once a week, twice a week, they will get a call and they'll, they'll say, we just rejected 40 cases of tomatoes and the ship's leaving in three hours. But you don't leave the dock without your tomatoes. So freight, or they'll call the 3PL who will then call freight to go out on a dash and we'll go to the market. We'll take either a pickup or we'll take a, a, a van and we'll put those tomatoes in there. And we'll get them down to the dock before the ship sails. So we call that, again, a dash service where you can get it there picked up in 59 minutes and probably get it out to the ship within 30 minutes. So you're looking at 90 minutes door to door. But again, people don't have those vehicles just sitting around for these hot shots or dash runs. Yeah, we didn't have the flex. We didn't have this flexibility so long ago. A lot of retail locations they didn't think about delivering anything. That wasn't their problem. And even if they were to call large logistics companies who own trucks, they'd be like, what are you crazy? I don't do that. And then if you called a 3PL or broker, they're like, we don't do that. It, it, this, but we have gotten used to this flexibility. It's ne we're ne never going to go back. No, <laughs> so, never going to go back. <laughs> and it's, it's also... It's a challenge. We'll talk about, maybe you can talk about this for a minute. It's a challenge to grow a business. I know there's lots of people who want to create businesses for this final mile stuff. I've, my old, my old neighbor was always saying, I want to get my son into that. I want to buy a few of these vehicles. And I used to say, yeah, just recognize you're going to need tech. And I, and I told him, partner up. I didn't know freight at that time, but I told him, you need to partner up because you can drive them, but that doesn't mean you have all day to sell. And you're not going to sell a national account like Sherman Williams. You're not going to get, you're not going to get Walmart go local. You're going to have to go through someone like Freight who's going to say, we'll keep you busy. We'll be your business partner. So talk a little bit about how you guys help these guys grow their business within your business. Yeah. So that's another good point, Joe. So with the preferred driver program, you're understanding that most of the drivers are gig. So they're doing, they're doing business with a number of different marketplaces, which freight is a technology marketplace. If they are working for another, I'll say competitor to freight. Oh my God, no. <laughs> they can give their preferred driver card to another one of their customers and they can say to them, "Do you, if you love working with me, just book this through freight and you'll always get me. You'll get the best service. I'll make more money and everyone will be happy. So back to your point of how it's helping freight, of course it's helping freight. Makes life easy. <laughs> it's a sales approach where we'd like to be the, the sole provider or your main provider. We wanna give you Joe, who's the best driver around, jump on our platform, doesn't cost anything to sign up, and you can get Joe every time, anytime, and you're helping him build his book of business, Joe's helping us, build our customer roster so that more people can 
can service these guys. Yeah. I want to take a quick time out to tell you about my friends over at Green Screens. That's greenscreens.ai. Green Screens is a dynamic pricing technology for the truckload spot market that delivers buy and sell side market intelligence to help brokers and 3PLs grow and protect their margins. Freight brokers and 3PLs using green screens gain the following advantages. Faster pricing for both buy side and sell side transactions. Pricing that is more accurate and more likely to win profitable business. Guys, dynamic pricing is the next killer app. Hundreds of freight brokers are already using it because it enables them to develop faster, more accurate quotes. This is the time. Check out Green Screens in the show notes, greenscreens.ai. So getting back to it, I know there's a lot of people out driving Lyft and Uber who are gig economy. I also know that you are dealing with, you deal with weird hours, right? You're driving drunk people home, which is good. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) But the challenge is it's not always, it's not always the best work. I think driving for professional companies to professional companies is better work in my mind. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not only better work, it's it's more planable. You can It's during can, the day. <laughs> yeah, it's usually you 98% of the time during the day. They're short runs, so you're always home, but you want to be making good money. You want to be working with decent people and you want to get paid fast. That's another thing. Preferred drivers get paid within 24 hours, if not less. Ooh, nice. So I don't have to worry about tomorrow's gas because I get my money. <laughs> so we're we're about to, in late 2023 and 2024, we're going to release a new, a new driver platform that has even more services that are catered to people that want to grow their business, that want to have a fleet of two, three, four, five different size vehicles or trucks. So we're enabling these folks not to just have one car, but to build an actual business and be out there servicing the customers that they want to service. I love it. I love it. It's It makes so much sense. And again, I, I can say this, I'll put my shipper hat on for a second. If I was at a 3PO or if I was a retailer, I don't want to work with a onesie, twosie business. I need an operator. I need somebody who has tech and scale who can actually keep up. So when I say, hey, I want to send this to you (laughs) electronically and you go, oh, could you fax it to me or just text me that information? I can't work with that. That doesn't work. And I know a lot of large retailers made a lot of local decisions about this during the pandemic. They were fast decisions and they were probably painful to, to unravel, but they're also painful to deal with. So you need a professional company but you also, uh, again, I, what I like about what you guys are doing is you are utilizing the gig economy, which is very powerful, but it needs focus. It needs to be reined in so you don't get the bad apples in there and you don't end up with a whole bunch of cowboys who are not taking care of the brand because nobody needs their stuff delivered by somebody who hurts and say, I'm not getting repeat business because the guy who dropped it off for me, had a bad attitude. <laughs> yeah. My, my ring door cam has caught a few um, folks tossing packages, you know, between five and 10 feet, um, you know, uh, back from the porch. And I always laugh because I always want to post them. These folks are, 
they're strapped, they're under the gun, they're trying to deliver as many things as they can, as fast as they can. And they're literally tossing the things and then taking a picture of it on the porch. And if it's happening one place, it's happening everywhere. So the gig economy is great. We love it. Customer expectation is if I order something, I want it in a couple hours, even if it's in a box truck or a sprinter van, I want the best driver. There are a lot of expectations on the customer and customer's customer side. And we're, our technology is helping make that a better experience for everybody. Yeah. And so this, I know there's been a little bit of a blurring of lines. When I look at UPS, FedEx, those, those are small parcels. They don't deliver same day usually, but they deliver next day. And their prices are going up. We all know that. They just I think the rate increase with UPS can be 11 or 12%. Yep. And FedEx, uh, probably six and a half percent, I think. Oh, um, I was going to say, I was going to say they probably match that. So if I'm saying, hey, I can deliver this from my store via UPS and a lot of that would probably be the only game in town not so long ago. Now people are probably looking and saying, well, wait a sec, I can deliver it same day t- right now <laughs> and not have to deal with UPS and FedEx. Not that they're bad. They're great companies. I'm not putting them down, but I think we have some competition all of a sudden. And again, you first thought with you go, nope, last mile, final mile doesn't compete with UPS and FedEx, but it does. Yeah, we, we, we definitely do. And on the dash runs, which if before noon in whatever time zone you're in, if you put your order in before noon, we'll be there within 59 minutes to pick it up. I don't think, not sure, I won't quote them, but I don't think UPS are- It's not their business. That's not how they, they're super efficient, but they do what they do. And they can call us, Joe, and we'll, we'll be happy to uh, make that 59 minute pickup. Yeah, you mentioned Tusk Logistics. They've been on the podcast. They were one of my advertisers. And what they've done is they put a network of small parcel. There's all these small parcel, regional small parcel carriers, and they are less expensive. The problem is they aren't national. So you got to deliver within their region. But what they did is they connected using technology. So they're nationwide, but at the same time, much cheaper. And I think we, we all want alternatives and yes, some FedEx aren't going to go out of, out of business because of it, but people are saving big money with uh, Tusk. And again, I think also the, just the flexibility. I want flexibility in this thing. Yeah, we do. We do a considerable amount of business with, with Ben over at, at Tusk. And I know for a fact that they've been very happy with the quality of our drivers and we're looking forward to helping them grow their business as well. Yeah. And I think many moons ago, I worked a little bit of construction. I worked landscaping. And I always remember we got stuff shipped of parts. And I know that some of them came from local. And I keep thinking now you can just say, hey, look, rather than wait for it to get here in a day or two, I'll go, I'll just have somebody deliver it to my site. Makes so much more sense. Anyway, so the key to effective last mile delivery is drivers. Final thoughts, Jim Waters. You need to diversify your fleets, have the right vehicles and the right drivers for the right deliveries and loads. Make sure, you know, whoever your partner is that you're partnering up with, who's going to help you uh, make your customers and their customers happy. At the, at the very least, have great technology. We have not only a driver app and shipper app, but we also have an API for bigger or medium-sized businesses that want to connect to a WMS, TMS, or a CRM, or you can log on your desktop. It's very easy. 
And I, I don't want to be a walking commercial, but try before you buy. We actually have a program right now where you can sign up as a shipper and you get your first three loads for free up to $300. So nice. you go to freight.com, sign up as a shipper. We sign you on within 24 to 48 hours and you get your first three, three loads for free. Send me a link to that, Jim, and I will put that in the show notes. Absolutely. So who's the ideal drivers for you guys? So ideal drivers would be somebody with a box truck and or sprinter or cargo van because of the covered nature of a van and the sprinter vans and some cargo vans are taller. So they'll take like an 80 inch TV or multiple pallets or bigger boxes. And then box trucks are always good for big and bulky but they can also often be swapped out with sprinter or cargo vans. Sprinter cargo vans, box trucks, those are those are very sought after. Yeah, and traditionally those those vehicles have been used for a lot of expediting. Are there a lot of, are you finding expediters fit into your model pretty well? Yeah, for sure. It hasn't been where we've focused in the last year because we're a we're on the smaller side, like I said almost 20,000 drivers and trucks. That sounds like quite a few. <laughs> It does. And we're in probably 60 of the bigger metro areas, but that's not the, it's not the only place that we do business, but we like to say we're in every city where there's a, an NFL team. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, you're counting Detroit as having a NFL team. I, we're supposed to have a good team this year, but I've said that before. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a Patriots. I don't know what's going to happen this year, but I'm a diehard Patriots fan. So I'm a big Patriot fan too. There's this guy, you got to hire him. His name's Tom Brady. You got to hire him and be your quarterback. <laughs> Love to have him back. Anyway, what conferences will we see you and the fine folks from Freight at? So we'll be at Parcel Forum next week in um, Nashville. That's uh, September 11, 12, and 13. We'll also be at the North American Supply Chain Executive Summit in Arizona, 11, 12, and 13. And then we'll be at CSCMP Edge, which is at the Gaylord in Kissimmee, Florida in October. I believe it's the first, second, third, and fourth. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile. I'll put a link to that, that to try freight for free offer. I'll put that in the show notes and any other links you give me, I'll put in the show notes. So Jim Waters, I like to interview smart, interesting people like you who are killing it in this space. Who else should I talk to? As far as customers or? And anybody who's in the logistics space would be good on my podcast, would be good on my podcast. We'd love to have you have Pat Martin from, from Estes Forwarding Worldwide. Ooh, I would love that. I've not had a freight forwarder a minute, and I have never talked to Estes, or Estes, whatever you call it. I, I love those guys. I worked with them a lot in the past. They're great. Yeah, they're, they're a great partner, and we do a lot with them. He would be great. We've also got the guys from, from Tusk Logistics, but you've already had those, them on. But they have new and exciting stuff going on all the time. I could talk to Ben again. It's always good to talk to Ben Emmerich. He is a great guest, and I love what they're doing. By the way, a few years ago, I said to Ben Gordon, who was on my podcast from Cambridge Capital, I said, when is somebody going to get some money together and buy up all of these regional small parcel carriers? And so we can have another national. And he said, yeah, Joe, somebody should do that. And I thought, does he know something I don't know? Of course he knows something I don't know. He knows a lot of things I don't know. 
But Tusk has done that with technology. They didn't buy them all. They just connected them all with tech. And I know you're part of that great network. And again, this is an alternative to UPS and FedEx. They don't have to be the only game in town. (laughs) And when they do have disruptions like the UPS strike, which good for them, they worked it out and it worked out hopefully for the company as well as the drivers and the workers. But when those things happen, and if you have all your eggs in one basket, you're going to find yourself coming up short. It's always good to diversify, always good to diversify your fleet. And certainly your partner, your partner pipeline has to have more than one, two or three service providers in it. Totally agree. Totally agree. So again, I'll put all those links in the show notes so people can reach out and talk to you. And Jim, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It's always a pleasure, Joe. Love talking to you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at some of these shows this year. Excellent. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support's very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward. You have been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage with leaders in the logistics and supply chain community. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, hit the like button, and leave us a nice review on Apple or Spotify or wherever else you listen. Also, please check out our videos on YouTube and connect with us on LinkedIn. We're very big on LinkedIn. And you can also reach us on the logisticsoflogistics.com, our website.